Hello, I'm Vada. I'm Carlo. And you are listening to VCR. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Are y'all ready for this? <laughs> you know, I know I am. So today we're exploring a really interesting topic. And it's gonna be it's gonna be different than our normal shows, because this is gonna be a little bit more serious than our our, you know funny looser type of topics you know we're going to be bringing you a more serious topic but but let's talk about how this topic comes about first for us so we're not going to give you the topic just yet but we will yep uh carlo do you remember growing up as we all do but do you remember growing up and seeing any particular like gym or fitness ads growing up i vaguely i remember a couple of them that would be um uh, they would show us like workout equipment. Maybe they would show like a room full of uh, people and spandex and leg warmers kind of dancing uh, or like really huge muscle guys picking up like a barbell once or twice. Uh, and it would, it would have this like, it's fun. It's exciting. It's the gym. You should go to it. Yeah, Nothing I specific. <laughs> I kind of remember that too. And, but one of the things I, I remember and one of the first gyms I ever remember growing up uh, big name gyms was Bally's and later on they become like Bally's president and first lady and I, I remember the commercials I, I and I remember thinking to myself one day you know of course as I'm older not when I was younger and this was happening but I remember thinking they have absolutely no Hispanics in those commercials like none like none that i ever saw like they were always uh caucasian and maybe you had one african-american in the background who was lifting weights yeah. but they they never had any uh hispanic there's not a lot of latin presence at all. yeah that they, they didn't and i was like how weird is that considering a huge majority of our population is hispanic especially yeah. here in houston and in texas in general yep. uh you know it, it's a huge hispanic population which got us thinking what about latinas you know yep. and what about latinas in the fitness industry yeah. you know which which was basically a, a rarity and you know in, in searching up that topic you didn't find a whole lot of them and or a whole lot of forums for it type of thing. Yeah. So that was kind of a, a little heartbreaking. So being, you know, Latinos ourselves, uh, we've decided to bring you that platform and topic today as dealing with Latinas in fitness. So we, uh, as we are famously, we do very shallow dives into topics we do not <laughs> pretend to be scholars or experts on this in any way but if we're going to be talking about something that has some weight to it some importance to it uh not just our opinion of a of a movie we should really go to people that know what they're talking about and give them the platform to talk and give them the space to do that so that we can learn about this subject so that you can learn about this subject um so Varo went out uh he and he found uh, some women that uh, from different uh, various levels of starting out to uh, some that are now becoming like leaders in the, in the industry here in town, Latinas in fitness. <laughs> yeah. And, and we, so we found some, some very strong Latina women who have 
some of their own studios or have some of their own products or offer their own services. And we are kind of exploring various topics that they've kind of gone through, uh, such as through the interview that you're about to hear, you're going to kind of hear what it was that inspired them to get into this industry. The other thing is, you know, what kind of challenges have they faced in getting into this industry, whether it's uh, discrimination based on being a Latina or being a female the other thing is we kind of wanted to change up this a little bit, add a little flavoring. So we found a, uh, a younger Latina who is just starting off in, this, in the industry. She is a graduate from high school, starting college, and is working on becoming a personal trainer. And kind of like the advice that they would give her, but other Latinas who might be inspired into getting into this industry. And also how fitness has really kind of changed their life in many ways. Wouldn't you say, Carlo? Absolutely. There's this um, a running theme of taking care of, looking out for each other, not just fitness. Never was it, fitness is not for looks. Fitness is about a spiritual, emotional, physical place to go, journey to take. A well-being, um, really. It's yeah. a, more about your well-being than anything else. Yeah. And um, they share that. And it's, uh, I think it, it not only is it a fascinating topic, an interesting topic, an important topic, uh, it is kind of a heartwarming approach because we have the people that are successful with multiple locations and people who are uh, branching out into different areas of uh, fitness as a lifestyle and someone who is on those first tentative steps, all these people coming together and the, the kindness and the uh, responsibility to each other that we have that's present there is absolutely inspiring. That's the only word for it. I'm so happy you came up with this idea and I want to, and is, I'm so excited. You guys, y'all, I really think you'll enjoy it. This is a very interesting, very, very interesting uh, conversation we've had. Absolutely. So without further ado, here's our interview with four very strong, amazing Latina women who are going to give you their stories. Uh, we are going to start off by, in a little bit, just asking you to kind of introduce yourselves. Our first one is Stephanie. So just kind of give your full name. What do you do? Gotcha. Okay. Um, my name is Stephanie. I'm a full-time student. Um, I'm planning on transferring out of HBU to HCC just because it's more affordable for me. Um, I also work part-time at State Farm. I'm working on getting my insurance license for property and casualty as well as life and health. And I love fitness, anything fitness related. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Christelle? So I'm Christelle. I'm a dance hit instructor. Um, and I freelance, I'm a freelance makeup artist as well. Um, I opened up my own studio during the pandemic last year, and it's been a a roller coaster, but it's been an awesome journey. Lori. Hi, I'm Lori Ann Ramirez. I I'm a small business owner. I own two boutique fitness studios, Inspire Fitness Training Center, which is a hit and personal training studio, and Red Ride Cycling Studio, which is a spin studio here in Houston. I have an MBA in leadership from the University of Houston downtown. I'm also a faculty member at the University of Houston downtown, where I teach business courses. 
I started out in fitness um, at a professional level as the fitness coordinator at the University of Houston downtown. And then I sort of progressed my way from there, opened my own fitness studios. And um, really I focused more so on the business side and I'm currently pursuing my doctorate in business as well. I didn't realize you're doing faculty work there too. That's how I know. That's how I know Lori because we both work at UHD. <laughs> Hello, I am Sophie. I am a yoga instructor. I opened up during the pandemic last year in July. And I also am training to be a sound healer, also breath work healer. Um, I also part-time bartend. That's um, been a new little endeavor that I've taken on underneath my belt. And I actually, actually absolutely love it. Um, so yeah, so yoga, I'm yoga instructor. Wonderful. Wonderful. So now that we kind of done introductions and what everyone kind of does, let's start off with our first question. Um, as I've kind of already explained how, you know, this, this show kind of was inspired. One of the things that I, that I do want to ask is this as Latina who have businesses or in the, the fitness industry, one of the things that I've always been kind of curious about is not just because you're a minority, but also because you're female. Have you ever felt like there is some type of pushback or um, maybe someone's walked in the studio, realized, oh, it's, it's minority run and maybe uh, has, has left because of that or anything like that? Have you faced any type of discrimination because either you're female or, or a minority? Or even just intimidating them, uh, people who are not uh, prepared, I guess, Kind of, kind of weak. Uh, what's a nice way to say I don't like these people? Um, that they they meet women that are leaders, powerful, in charge, uh, capable, uh, and then their reaction is to run. Okay, so where they feel more like they're inferior because you're the superior. Um, well, I can like start us. Yeah. I can start us out. Um, Please. Well. I opened my fitness studios, both of them, in an area that is majority Hispanic on purpose. And what I will start with is the reason that I did that is because I know the fitness industry. I've been in the fitness industry for quite a few years now. And um, I know that it's, it's very difficult to try and get the franchise fitness businesses in areas where are low income, which are generally um, minor, the majority of the population is minority. So for me, um, that was one of my missions is I wanted to open my fitness studios in an area where, where the franchises aren't gonna go because I think that we deserve it too. So that's why I even opened my fitness studios to begin with. Now, so to your question, um, I, what I have experienced is that because I'm a female and I'm short, um, I've, I've gotten quite a few people enter and asking uh, for the owner. And when I tell them I'm the owner, then they are quite surprised. Um, so to have, I think, a young, short female <laughs> as the owner uh, can be intimidating. And I've, I've uh, come across this plenty of times. 
Now, because I open my studios in an area that is the majority Hispanic, um, I haven't gotten many people who, um, who, who will walk out of the door. In fact, that's what draws them to it. But it is again, because I opened my studios in an area that is primarily Hispanic. But I will add to that, that there are many challenges with being a Hispanic female business owner in the fitness studio, in the fitness industry. Could you elaborate on maybe like a couple of those challenges that maybe you sure. faced due to that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think it's intimidating just being a female overall opening a business. Uh, that That's intimidating in itself. Um, now, I've been to many, many fitness conventions, and these are um, international fitness conventions. So I meet lots of people in the fitness industry. Um, so I've made a lot of friends in the fitness industry, and I see these these um, leaders in the fitness industry who give these great motivational speeches and guidance about how they started. Now, what I will say is I didn't realize this until um, I was reached out to about this being a part of this panel. What I didn't realize before that I do realize now is that those leaders in the fitness industry, a majority of them are men and um almost all of them are white. So I recall over the past more than 10 years, so more than a, for more than a decade, I've been in the fitness industry, um, heavily involved and attending these different international fitness conventions and hearing all these amazing leaders uh, inspire us, uh, potential fitness, uh, fitness studio owners or current fitness studio owners. So they're very inspiring, very motivational, but what I realize is that almost all of them are are non minorities, and I've seen I, I've seen a few um, a few black, but never Asian and Hispanic on the stage speaking to us. So um, I think it's great that you're doing this to bring awareness. Uh, but yeah, it's that's difficult in itself because we want to find people who we can relate to, even on a in, on a demographic level, um, beyond just being in the industry. Excellent. Excellent. Who else would like to tackle the question? No one, no one else is <laughs> like, they felt well, actually, like I, I actually want to, I have experience okay. on the opposite side, okay. which has oh, actually made me step back and really uh, almost reevaluate what my my purpose and when I decided to take on this is I came from corporate world so it's a very this this whole world for me is very different and since that I am now my own boss and I have to make the decisions for my business and instead of someone telling me you know this is what we've decided and now you execute you know so I, I put this together and I have my vision and here it is and very, you know, it's near and dear to me, but from the opposite side, I, I purposely like Laura, Lori went into a community where, where my people are and where I felt like they needed, you know, this healing that I found and I wanted to share it with my community. So I purposely was very intentional about where I wanted to be who I wanted to touch and all of that. But 
when I started to talk to people from, you know, my corporate world, my corporate life, and, you know, talking to other people about what I'm doing, I received a lot of negative pushback about, oh, you know, starting from pricing, the area, you're not going to be successful, and, and whatnot. And I guess my message from that is that, you know, we are looked at as I know that I was looked at in the corporate world as just being a female and the, the men were very much in power. And in those meetings, I remember sitting there sweating next to the guys, knowing that I knew what I was talking about, but I was just so intimidated by them because, you know, I was just looked, I was just placed beneath them. And so feeling that and having these people, you know, talk to me about, you know, my decision and what I did, it just made me feel like, am I making the right decision? Am I, you know, being smart business wise and all this for my business to grow? And then I had to just really think like, where is this coming from and how, you know, why? And it's the end of the day, I knew that it was because you know, I am a female and it is like, you know, well, does she really know what she's doing and is this going to work? And I, all, all of that. So I received it on the other side of, you know, why are you charging this, this amount? And why are you in this area? You should be over here. This is where you belong. These are the people that you, you know, are associated with. And I'm like, yes, but I'm also like, I also want, I, I mean, everyone deserves healing and fitness is healing. So this is, that's how I look at it. And that, so if we don't have, just like Lori said, these, you know, big commercial gyms in our area, then it's up to us to put it in there and keep it in there and not feel intimidated because other people are saying that we are making the wrong decision for being in an area that is low income. And, you know, we can't put the, the, dollar signs that, you know, other places are in a more, you know, flourishing area. Hmm. Okay. It never I, serves anyone to tell a woman where she belongs. It just makes you look dumb. <laughs> exactly. That too. Like she'll tell you where she belongs. Just let her tell you. <laughs> so, and kind of piggybacking off of, off of the answers here, it's something that I probably should have started off with, but I, I like diving into the harder questions first. Uh, what exactly inspired y'all to to want to get into this industry? So, you know, listening to, to Sophie and, and what made her choice was was very interesting. What what kind of inspired everyone to say, hey, this is what I want to do? And also for, for Christelle, you know, what what was it that made you say, hey, in the middle of a pandemic, <laughs> I'm going to open up a studio and, 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 and go and obviously become very uh, flourishing at it. So uh, what were some of these inspirations and, and what was that moment that said, hey, I want to do this in your life? Um, I'll go ahead and start. Um, so a few years back, I was at a very dark, a dark space mentally and physically. Um, probably like five years now, five years ago. And I used fitness as an outlet. I would go to the park. I would do group exercises and things like that. And it just helped me mentally. Um, as I kept going, I lost weight. I felt better about myself. And I remember thinking that in high school, 
um, my counselor would ask me, what do you want to do in life? And I always said, oh, I want to open up a nonprofit for women. I didn't know what exactly or what that entailed, but that was like, it kept coming up. It kept coming up. Um, now I realize that it's not a nonprofit, but I'm helping women. At the end of the day, it was um, helping women become the better version of themselves. It just so happened to be through fitness. Um, I remember as a little girl always doing those workout videos where the fitness instructor is in a leotard and um, those warm um, sock warmers. What are they called? Um, the leg warmers. Leg warmers. Leg warmers. <laughs> the leg warmers. And I would be in my chair, my little chair, and my mom has videos of me doing exercise. So it all goes down to like, you know, I feel like destiny, like some part, some way, destiny has a way of finding itself and finding purpose. It's just a matter of listening, taking risks. Um, I did start at a reception hall. I started at a reception hall. I was offered an opportunity there to teach class. And then I realized that I wanted more. I needed more. I wanted to expand. I wanted to, you know, just create a community where people felt, well, not people, women felt safe. Women felt safe to enter to be themselves. Um, I know for me, entering a gym is very uncomfortable. So I wanted to create a, an environment where anyone could come in and feel safe to talk about anything they wanted to talk about. And during the pandemic, uh, we were able to reach people nationwide virtually and create like this group chat and they've all become sisters. So it was a very bittersweet moment. Um, we're still evolving, pivoting. Um, as an entrepreneur, we're constantly pivoting during this time. Um, I know for myself, I've had to like rearrange schedules, um, work with the city. It's just been an up and down, but just receiving messages from women all over has been a great honor to be where we are today. And so out of curiosity, because you did touch on something because you did open during a pandemic. So was it more the the technology and being able to do virtual classes that kind of really pulled you through the, those times? And Yes, so um, the city shut down, of course. And so during that time, I was doing virtual from home, but then I was also looking for a location um location minority of course and um and we found one and everything just kind of ran smooth after that um and then during while the the city was shut down we were just fixing it up um remodeling it painting it doing everything that we needed to do to open up for when the city did open up um so yeah during the the lockdown i was virtually only but still working on the studio. Awesome, awesome, truly amazing. Um, Lori, what what kind of inspired, like, because you've been at this for a while, and I remember when you when you came to UHD and, and your position, what kind of inspired you to, to get into that industry and made you decide to like, hey, this is, this is my passion, this is what I wanna do? Well, at a young age, I knew that I wanted to spend my life helping people 
in some way. Never knew what that way was going to be um, when I was young, but I knew I wanted to help people. That's just sort of who I was. Um, and then when I started college, uh, I was a cheerleader for 14 years of my life. So when oh, wow. I got out of high school, so I was, I was pretty fit, but because I had to, I had to train, I had to practice. Um, I had never really done any type of exercise on my own or um, eating healthy. Like I just did what I needed to do for cheerleading. Now, after a high school, however, when I went into college, I gained the weight because I was no longer a cheerleader. And, and it was, and I, I originally was going to, uh, my goal was to be a cheerleader in college, but I got into a very bad car wreck right after I graduated where I, um, I, I'm lucky to be alive. Uh, so it, uh, it made some pretty major impacts and um, I can never cheer again. So um, I didn't really know about exercise other than cheer practice. So as a college student, like most college students, I gained weight in my first few years. And I didn't realize until I was tagged on a Facebook picture that I had gained weight. So I see myself in that picture and I said, oh no, I, I got to do something about that. <laughs> and um, unlike most people, I was able to just one day to the next uh, switch my mindset. So I didn't really know much about exercise or eating healthy, but I did what I, what I knew. And then I just progressed from there. One of the main drivers of becoming a business owner in the fitness industry was because, um, you know, I'm, I'm Hispanic. So most Hispanic families have a uh, pretty bad health history, right? When it, we like to eat the uh, beans <laughs> yes. and the rice with a lot of salt, the tortillas. Okay. So, so because of that, um, you know, there have been many women in my family who had high blood pressure, high cholesterol, diabetes, lots of different health issues. I didn't want to be the next one. So my mom um, ended up having two mini strokes. And by her second stroke, I had already started working on myself health-wise. And I would give her the advice that I was getting from professionals. And she didn't take it because I wasn't certified in anything. So I said, fine, I'll become a certified trainer. So I did. So I studied hard for the exam and I, I studied hard for just a few months. I passed it in a short amount of time. Um, and I said, oh, I'm a certified personal trainer now. I gave her some advice and she took it. So that's really why I, I dove into the fitness industry so that my mom would take me seriously uh, because I knew she needed some help. So from there, um, I started a, uh, I started out actually at the park hosting my own classes at the park. I was already teaching classes at the University of Houston downtown. I was running the fitness programs. So I had some clientele. Um, so I started out on my own at a park nearby, a nearby park. So, uh, you know, my mom had to go, my sister had to go because they needed to support me just in case no one else showed up. So I sort of tricked them into it. And then, uh, I just posted some things on social media and people started coming. It was only supposed to be for the summer, but they were so consistent that I said, Oh, I can't, I can't stop this. Uh, so then I just, I moved it to my house. Uh, it was getting cold. So we needed to be indoors. 
So I moved to my house. I never thought I was actually going to end up with my own uh, facilities, but I knew that I eventually wanted to open some type of a business, didn't know what it was going to be. I was already in the fitness industry. And then I started pursuing my MBA and an opportunity came up where this, um, it's a fish mart that's nearby. And this fish mart is very significant in my neighborhood. Everyone took their kids to the fish mart. Well, the place became available. And when it came, became available, I stopped by. And when I, when I looked in, I could just envision people exercising mirrors on the wall. And, and it's, it might be ironic, but I could just see it. And I'm the type of person where if, if it really feels right and I've done some research on it, I'm just going to go for it. So we moved from my house to a fitness studio. And then uh, that's where I opened Inspire Fitness, my first uh, hit studio. And then um, from there, I realized I was looking up some uh, some spin studios nearby. And uh, we had the closest was like, about 20 minutes away. And I'm like, no, we need to do something about this. I know that you can open, you can open these fitness centers with less money. You just got to be smart about it. Right. So, um, so I did it. So then the, so another place became available nearby. I got that one. And two years after opening my first one, I opened the second one, but I would say that the main driver was um, knowing the, the health history of Hispanic women, I didn't want uh, to be the next one with the health issues and just wanting to help inspire those who are near and dear to me to try and help them live longer and live smarter and feel better. Well, no, that's absolutely amazing. Absolutely. And I, I feel you, you know, like I totally understand, like I've, uh, my my family's had their share of health problems too because you know we all can't keep away from the food and, <laughs> and you know nothing inspires you like a mom telling you no you know? <laughs> i love that there's this thread of this desire to help others there's the there's this uh stigma that any I'm sorry, I have a very impatient cat that needs all the attention in the world. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, there, there's a stigma with, with fitness, especially women in fitness, that it's about looks, that there, it's, a, it's a vanity project. But not one of you has, that's not part of it. Uh, it's always the, I'm looking for, like, it is about health. It is about being physically fit, happy with, your, with how you feel in the day and helping others. Like, that is inspiring. That's uh, such a, a brilliant call to action. So much more interesting than the like, the uh, the the complaint that dummies would bring up that it's about it's about a, a bathing suit looks. Or, no, it is it is a kindness to yourself and others. I think that's a fantastic reason to get into this sort of thing. Now I want to kind of jump over to you know Stephanie real quick because she is uh, inspiring to be in this industry. Correct. Yes. So, you know, uh, just starting off, you, you, I think you were, according to what uh, I heard, you are working towards becoming certified and everything, yes. correct? Yes. So what is it that's, because you're, you're on the newer, just starting off end, what's inspired yeah. you to want to go into this industry? Well, I got into this industry, um, I was always playing sports growing up. Sports has always been like, a major role in my life because it's my way of being able to 
kind of release stress, express myself on the field because I used to play soccer um, in middle school all throughout high school. And um, after COVID happened, you know, everyone was doing, you know, online school from there because I was a senior in high school. COVID happened. So, you know, we got a lot of stuff, um, you know, not taken away, but we, we lost opportunity to have, you know, all the senior stuff that everyone looks forward to, like prom, graduation, everything like that. And since, you know, I went to Lamar High School, I was all on track with everything. I always had a lot of spare time because I only had a few classes. I would have like two classes a day. And so um, I was like, well, what am I going to do with all this spare time? I don't want to sit at home all day by myself, you know, not doing anything, not staying active. So I just started going to the gym with my boyfriend and I got into powerlifting. And I, I realized that I didn't really see any small power lifters, like any small Latina uh, power lifters. And so I was like, let me just keep at it. Cause I, I enjoy it. The circle I was in, they were all lifters as well. And um, it just started developing just this confidence that I was gaining because I'm very petite, I'm very small. And I feel like in social media, it portrays this like, you know, the ideal body type. And for me, I was like, that's, that's dumb because everyone has different body types. Everyone's beautiful in their own way. And so I was, I started going in ahead and, you know, pursuing powerlifting. And I would get a lot of, of comments, DMs about people saying how I would inspire them to lift weights too, and that us small girls can be just as strong as anyone else. And throughout that, um, you know, my mom started seeing me get fit and she was like, I want to get in shape too. And so we started hosting um, like a boot camp. We would do it three times a week all throughout the summer. We took a break for Thanksgiving and Christmas. And then we got back at it um, again in the beginning of the year. And it was just, I love that feeling of being able to help others feel confident about themselves, feel good about themselves inside and out. Excellent. excellent. And where are you kind of hoping to go from here after you get your, your certifications? Um, I'm hoping to still do the boot camps, and um, we're planning on doing um, hosting it kind of larger to other people because we kind of kept it small, just family members, close friends. Um, but I know that in June, we kind of want to open it up and kind of have it at a park where more people can see, they can get interested, and um, you know, hopefully help them get fit as well. And later down the road, um, I plan to, you know, open up a powerlifting gym here in Houston, located, of course, in my area. I live in the Northside area, so I want to have a powerlifting gym here in Northside because you don't really see them. At least I haven't seen any. And I feel like being able to open it up to the community, to the community where, you know, a lot of Latinos and Hispanics are um, and having them, letting them have access to it. And being able to, you know, expand, get healthy, get fit, and just feel confident about themselves. Yeah, and then it's it's interesting you said that. I think the closest powerlifting gym that I've ever seen is is in the Heights, and in, in yeah, in and Heights. I know that one yeah. is fairly new. Yeah, and and it's it's mostly you know uh, a Caucasian type of clientele from what I've yeah, seen whenever see, I drive by. And I know. and <laughs> I know that sometimes for me at least, if I go into a new environment and I feel like I'm kind of singled out like if I'm the only Hispanic there mm -hmm. I I do feel myself being the kind of anxious a little bit um because I'm like I don't know anyone here you know I don't have no one to bond with mm -hmm. and so I feel like if I were able to open up a powerlifting gym you know here in my community 
you know, I can hopefully build that commit, uh, the, you know, that bond, that relationship with others. So where they walk in, they feel comfortable, you know, they don't feel scared to walk in and just kind of being able to see, you know, you know, like other Latinos and Hispanics. That would be awesome. Yeah. And no, that's so, the goal. so Sophie, I know you've kind of told us a little bit about what inspired you. Do you have anything else that you want to elaborate on as to what inspired you or? My, my own health, my overall well-being, it was, I, my, my turning point was in 2017. And that's really when I found yoga and realized that yoga wasn't just you making these shapes with your body that were, that look ridiculously hard. And it's like, oh, are you really showing off? That's, that was my perception. And, and, and of, of course it's not for me, it's for a person with different color hair, a little bit lighter skin tone, you know? Um, so when I, in 2017, when I went into my yoga, my first yoga class, I remember I was just like everything. I was like, okay, sure. I'm, open-minded about it I'm gonna have the I didn't even have the mat at the time I borrowed one from the studio (laughs) um that's how I was just like it's not for me but um and after I remember leaving that class and I know I felt some like I took something with me and it was just like a it, it was the fire was lit that and I just felt hot and I felt excited, but I also knew that whatever I experienced was so weird. And I don't know, I, I was, I was scared. So I went back again and I kept having these almost like outer body experiences at the end when I was in Shavasana and I was like, really just coming to like, what did I just do? And I started taking it more seriously, listening to the instructor when they were telling me, you know, to, breathe deeply. And I'm like, okay. So I started like releasing and surrendering myself. And that's where I started really being in like the inspiration that started growing in me because this was a different sort of release. And overall I was, a have since, since I was a kid, I've always been a sick person. When I was 24, I had major brain surgery, had to relearn everything since then, I've always been on pills, always relied on doctors to tell me how I was going to live my next, you know, month, two months, three months, whatever. I always relied on someone else to take care of me. And until I walked into that yoga class, I really started surrendering to the fact that no, it was me and that I needed to take care of myself and I needed to figure it out. And so once I started figuring it out and yoga really helped open up and allowed me to have that space of time um, to focus in, then that's where I was like, this is, this is what I got to do because this is what makes me feel good. And if I feel this great and I used to be an angry person, then there's got to be a way to send this message out and that's where I'm at and that's why I'm not going to stop no matter what so excellent excellent yeah and I, I totally understand what you what you mean about yoga and how it changed because I've done yoga with you before and also uh when I left UHD and I became a high school teacher for a little bit and uh 
after teaching teenagers for a while, it's it's like I need to do something before I go off. <laughs> That'll bring the anger up. Yeah. And uh, and uh, <laughs> one of the things that they offered us was free yoga, and uh, that that was truly a game changer. It really was because without that, I probably would have been on the news or something. <laughs> That's what I would always say. Like <laughs> yoga literally saved my life. I, I've talked, I mean, now that I'm, I really love that I've stepped into this new space of bartending, which I never thought I never saw myself doing this, but I, I use it to be able to touch people and to still spread my message of, you know, self-care and healing and fitness is not only just physical fitness, it is mental, it is overall your whole well being, you know, there are so many ways that you can, you know, work on your body and work on everything. It's not just, you know, your physical body that you need to take care of. And so that's, that's like really where I'm, what's inspired me is that like, there's more to our physical being, there is our mental health that we do have control of and we can fix this. We just really got to take the time inside, like learn, get the tools, learn the tools. And we all have the power to heal ourselves. And that's where I'm at. And that's why I'm like, for my people, we're going to get healed. And we don't have to be these crazy hothead Latinas where (laughs) we're always yelling and all of this and we're never happy. That's all bullshit. So, oh, sorry, I don't know if I was supposed no, to say that, 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 that. But <laughs> he curses all the time. It's fine. Yeah, okay. yeah. y'all have never heard the show. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's still we we don't we don't edit out here unless y'all want. Okay, so oh, I know. Yeah, I'm good with that. Awesome. A uh, couple more questions because I know it's gonna uh, get close to twelve. And I want to be respectful of your time. But one, have y'all seen? you know, being in the industry, have y'all seen an increase in other uh, Latinas or is it still a huge struggle to see Latinas breaking into this industry? Anyone who wants, or I can just direct it to I one. can go. Okay. I can go. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that just, just looking back, I would say at about the past, the past 10 years, I have seen an increase in um, participants, Hispanic participants, but then I've also seen an increase in from the business side. And I, I would credit some of that to Zumba because Zumba is something that really got a lot of these Latinas up and moving and passionate about fitness. And I, and what I've noticed is that many may start with Zumba because they like to dance and move their hips and enjoy things, <laughs> but then they'll start to flow into um, different areas. So they'll start to flow into yoga because they re- realize mindfulness, stretching, that they need that part too. They'll start to flow into um, strength you know, and weightlifting because then they get so deep into it. But I would say that with the um, with the introduction of um, of Zumba and because of how much it expanded, that that helped in in many different areas in fitness. So I think there needs to be more. There's always room for more. Um, but I do think that at least looking back at the past ten years, there has definitely been some type of an increase on the business side, and then also as far as participants. 
anyone else want to elaborate on that or um I know since I'm usually use social media to kind of get across of like my workouts for powerlifting I will say I have come across um, a few Latina business brands that cater towards um, powerlifting or you know women in the fitness industry and one of my favorite ones that I I really enjoy talking to her and I love the message that she puts out um, she's the owner of Latina lifters and she's based out in Nevada and um, she has a lot of a lot of amazing active wear and her message towards just kind of letting everyone knows that us Latinas, we're strong, we're powerful, we can be leaders. And I know everyone likes to downplay us, but you know, it's kind of letting everyone know we're not like that. We're powerful. We can be leaders. We can be strong and we can be beautiful and to kind of just embrace it. And so I have, I have noticed that um, a lot of Latinas are taking that message and just putting it into the fitness world, they're showing, yeah, even though I'm a Latina and even though I'm a girl, I'm still strong. Like, you know, I can still be a badass. Awesome. Um, I think, so just two more questions here. Uh, one is just going to be a silly question if y'all want it. <laughs> uh, so, but uh, on, on a more serious note, though, through what y'all do, uh, being Latinas, being female, catering to other Latinas and females, um, do you feel like maybe you've inspired or do you have a, a quick story as to someone that you've inspired through your example, being, you know, who you are and, and like someone saw you and was like, oh my God, you know, she's inspired me to want to become better or do better or even open my own studio. Does my mom count? Your mom does count. <laughs> mom always counts. <laughs> Uh, I'll go just because I always um, I'm so grateful for where I'm at today and oh my gosh I just had a brain brain cramp please repeat the question <laughs> uh, like have you inspired anyone like have has anyone become inspired from you yes yeah, so um, sorry about that yes yeah, so real from my past life I in my past oh my gosh what's going on Sorry about that. In my past life, I used to be known as the firecracker. People used to call me to shut things, like handle situations. Let's just say <laughs> that. Mm -hmm. And so now where I in this new life that I am, people are seeing like my close people, they're seeing me and they're like, oh, Sophie, you know, you totally have 180 your life. You, you know, I, I don't drink. I've, you know, changed my diet. I've change my ways, my, my, my outlets to release my emotions and stuff like that. So they're my close friends, even, you know, clients now they're, they, they're able, they, they see what, what am I trying to say through me? They see that the light is shown through me and they want a piece of it. So I know that that's like confirmation of me inspiring them to, come on over and let's start healing all together. And it's reaffirming every day because I more and more of my friends and other people are reaching out to me that I may not have had contact with in years. And they're like, hey, we see that you're so happy. Look at your smile. What is it that you're doing? And so that's, that's reaffirming that I am doing what I'm supposed to be doing and that I'm fulfilling my purpose here on this plane. Awesome. Anyone else? Um, I know I mentioned it earlier. 
Oh, I'm sorry to me to cut you off. You can go. Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Um, I was going to say that um, since I do post a lot on social media, I do have a lot of um, younger girls, older girls, just, you know, a lot of Latinas as well. They, they'll always send me a lot of love and praise for what I'm doing and for, you know, putting content out there and putting myself out there for others to see and to inspire. And when I do get those messages just of them telling me that I'm doing amazing and that they want to be strong like me, I feel very... Um, it's like a very warm feeling and I like that I'm able to kind of inspire and be like a role model towards others. And Krista? Um, this is going to like the entrepreneurship. Um, I had actually several clients of mine um, open up their own business because they they had seen that a mom of three, no excuses, you can do it, did it. Um, so I feel for them, I was a role model that they never had. You know, the idea of a Latina, a, a mom Latina opening up her own business and striving in it um, was like an eye opener for them. And um, it's more of like a mindset and striving to do the best that you can on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, no, it's not easy. And for me to be a mentor for them and see them evolve um, during this past year has been extremely, extremely satisfying and honorable. So um, having, I feel like surrounding yourself with people who are who've been in the business entrepreneurship or in anything that you want to do, honestly, surrounding yourself, tapping in, asking questions, um, and just like being there for one another has really made an impact in our, in our, in our community, in our space. So, um, and also I've tapped in on social media of mental health. So um, being very open and being very open to the public has been very hard because you do get like backlash, but you also get those private messages of like, hey, I felt like I was failing, but thank you for opening up because I'm not alone in this, you know? So just being very vulnerable about just everything that you're going through from entrepreneurship, from mental health, from just an overall is an inspiration that even though they, might not pay attention, everyone is paying attention. He doesn't realize he's still muted. Give him a moment. Yes, okay, thank you. <laughs> I have those moments in my age. Uh, Lori, do you have any uh, stories sure. of like where you've inspired somebody? Yeah, sure. Well, I will say that that's why I continued. Um, if it wasn't for the people that I was able to uh, to help, to motivate, to inspire, um, to guide in reaching their goals, the goals that they didn't think were possible, if it wasn't for those moments, I would not have continued in the industry. I have a lot of different things going on in my life and a lot of avenues I can take. But the reason I stayed in the fitness industry um, from a leadership on a leadership role is for the people, not for myself. Mm -hmm. Now, one thing that um, 
I always keep in mind, and this is just to add to something that Christelle just mentioned, is that about 90%, at least 90% of my social media is for others, not for myself. And so one thing that I always keep in mind before I post anything, before I respond to someone, before I meet with someone is that you never know who's watching, who's listening and what state of mind they're in. So there could always be an opportunity to help someone and we don't wanna miss out on that, especially if we're in the fitness industry, that's why we're in it. We wanna help people, everyone on this panel right now, we're here because we wanna help. It's not just about us, right? It's about others. So I've, there have been many, um, just because I've been in the fitness industry for a while, there have been many, uh, many occurrences where people have approached me about how I've uh, motivated them and helped them in a way, it, through situations I didn't even know was going on. And it never felt that every time that I'm having a really bad day or I'm just stressed and I just feel like, I don't know if I can even do this anymore. It's a lot to be a business owner. It's, a, it's even more to be a Latina business owner in the fitness industry. It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of work. Um, so there are times that even though I'm a driven person, there are times when I don't, I feel like I don't know if I can continue. And it's always in those moments where someone reaches out to me uh, just to tell me about how I've inspired them through a post or in trainings or in something that I randomly said when teaching a class. And I think it's those little moments that have kept me going. Wonderful, wonderful. I think um, one, the last of the serious questions here is going to be, uh, and we'll look at it as maybe uh, focusing on Stephanie, but keeping in mind that if you were going to inspire an up and coming Latina into this industry, what advice would you give them? And, and maybe you also direct that towards Stephanie because she's also, uh, I'm pointing to my screen over here because that's where she's at on my screen. <laughs> but uh, you know, what kind of advice would you give her starting off in this? And also keeping in mind that, uh, you know, this advice is going to other Latinas who, who might be considering this as well. Can I say something real quick? Yes, ma'am. Y'all ladies are amazing. I just hope y'all know that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So um, let, let's just go. Would, yeah, um, Christelle, go ahead. So um, during this time, I have experienced a lot of negative from not part of our community, but the outer part of the community. Um, I feel like women can be very harsh when another woman is rising up and stepping into their destiny. Um, I didn't know if I should say it, but I'm just gonna say it. So there's been- oh, trust me, I know. Yes, okay, we're all on the same page. So there's yeah. been a lot of hate and especially um, having access to social media and people being able to freely express themselves on there. I would say ignore it all block and ignore um, because it can take a toll on your mind and it can distract you. And those are all distractions. So my advice would be to hold on to the positive, hold on to the people who are like, yes, yes, you can, you know, just hold on to that, hold on to your motivation because motivation gets you started, but determination, habit, commitment keeps you going. 
um, you really have to have a strong mind to keep pushing forward. Cause just like Lori said, you know, we have those days where it's like, is it even worth it? You know, like it is a constant battle mentally and physically because we are training, we are training others, we are motivating. So we give all our positive energy, energy to yeah. our community, right? Um, so honestly, we don't have time for the negative. We don't have time for the hate. So just ignore that, push that all to the side. We don't have time for the BS. No, we don't. And, you know, <laughs> keep pushing forward. I would say keep pushing forward because at the end of the day, it is really all worth it. It is worth motivating other women to be the best version of themselves. Um, so that is an advice that I wish I would I was given before um, because there's a lot of time wasted at one point of my life. And um, so yeah, know that it's always going to be around, <laughs> always, no matter what you do or what you say, it's always going to be around. There's always going to be people talking, um, but hold on to those positives, hold on to those messages that, you know, Hey, you motivated me to keep going. Those, those people who really truly look up to you because those are the people who actually know who you are. And, um, and you don't need to explain yourself to anybody or what you're doing or how you're doing it. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for you, Stephanie. Thank you. Um, it's an awesome journey, really hard, but it is awesome. That's my Thank advice. You so much. Thank you. And going down the line, Lori, do you have any advice that you could part on? Absolutely. Um, first off, I agree with everything that Christelle just said. Everything, 100%. <laughs> um, so there are, there are many things that I wish I would have been aware of before I started. Um, and I do think that it's great to have Stephanie on the panel with us um, as, an, as a fitness enthusiast and aspiring fit, uh, business owner. Now, from the fitness side, I would say you started with a passion. It's important that you always revert back to that passion, right? We see this um, very common quote, remember why you started. It's common. Remember why you started. Well, it's also real. So... On the fitness side, you want to re always revert back to that. Remember why you started. And that will help you through a lot of the challenges, even on the business side. Now, on the business side to the fitness industry, um, one thing that I, that, I always, um, that I always advise people to do who want to get into entrepreneurship is it's important to have a strategy. You need a plan of action. It's important to have a strategy, but be flexible enough to divert from that strategy a bit when opportunities arise. And I've seen a lot of people miss out on great opportunities because their eyes were not open. They were fixated on this one plan. Mm -hmm. Just because we wrote that plan down, we could have written it on concrete. But regardless of how much thought and effort we put into it, you got to be flexible. You got to be open to recognizing when opportunities come. Mm -hmm. Because I was that, I had that kind of mindset, I was able to take advantage of opening the studios. Um, so it's that has helped me. But I would say, first up, you gotta remember why you started. So you start with a passion. When you face difficulties, remember that passion. Mm -hmm. 
And then you have a strategy, but be flexible in your plan of action. Sophie, do you have any parting inspirational words for Stephanie? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, everything with Christelle and Lori, 100% Stephanie and other ladies. Yes, you must, you cannot fall suit into what others are saying. Remember why you started your purpose. I will add to that is to find some sort of, of way to implement maybe like a, a meditation. So that way that you can check in, like it, it, a meditation can be, it's not a, like you got to lay down, you got to have all these candles, you got to have all this, those sage and all it. No, that's it. You can have that. And it does, you know, make the experience. It's, it's what you make it, but you know, you could, I can be sitting here and I can be meditating and you can meditate, walking, talking, laying down, sitting Stopping. down, however, breathing, whatever it is, you know, whatever it is. Um, but I, I would highly, highly recommend to find some sort of moment for you to implement in your daily routine. So that way you can have a check-in with yourself and it could be five minutes, two minutes, whatever. It doesn't have to be a long long moment of time, long period of time. It just has to be some time. So that way you can reflect and you can always stay centered with your true purpose. That's what I would say. My, my recommendation. Thank y'all so much. Oh, and one last thing I I wrote it down (laughs) because I did not want to forget this is to release the fear of failure because through failure, we grow, we learn and we grow. So we cannot, we have to be like, I always look for some of a failure or whatnot, because that's my opportunity to learn more. And I get excited. I'm like, all right, yes, I, that wasn't right. So what, what else do I need to do? So release the fear of failure because failure are, are, they're they're not bad. They're it's opportunities to grow. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. So let's go ahead and, and get your social medias. Let's start uh, with Christelle. Um, my social media, it's Christelle's Fitness. That simple. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram? Instagram? So it's both the same on Facebook and Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. And then I do have where I tap into mental health. Um, I have uh, fitness.beauty.mama. Okay, awesome. Uh, Lori? So uh, you can find me on Instagram, TikTok, uh, Snapchat, and Twitter, all at Lori Ann Rams, L-O-R-I-A-N-N-R-A-M-Z, and on Facebook at the Lori Ann Rams. Awesome. Uh, Yes, you can find me on Instagram. I have two handles. One is at Yogi Sophie HTX. So there you can find all my yoga stuff. And I also have my family and my, it's more my personal page. And then I also have my wellness company, which is Solistic Soul. So that's at Solistic Soul on Instagram. And there we're all everything wellness from yoga to meditations. I do healing parties, sound baths. Um, I do juice cleanses, chakra balancing, all of that nice fun stuff so that's again solistic soul that's spelled s-o-l-i-s-t-i-c-s-o-u-l and then facebook i'm 
Yogi Sophie, Y-O-G-I-S-O-P-H-I-E on there. That's Facebook. Nowhere else yet. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> yes. And Stephanie. Um, right now I'm on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I have two accounts. Uh, my personal one is um, Stephanie Mendoza 04. And then my fitness account is Spicy Steph with four H's at the end. And um, I also have a discount code if you guys are interested. Um, it's for Venture Apparel. It's a small Hawaiian brand, um, female owned. And my discount code is Spicy Stuff 10 to save you 10% off at checkout. Yay. Awesome. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I want to thank you all so much for being part of this. This is uh, going to be a really, I think, an inspirational show. Um, something that me and Carlo, I know, were very passionate about wanting to do something like this because we also feel like, you know, out there, you don't have a lot of voices for, for you know, Hispanics. And not just that, Latinas, I think even more so, have less of a voice. You just don't see people uh, trying to to bring those messages out. So we want to thank you so much for being part of this. Uh, don't worry about the dog. My dog's been part of the show <laughs> since we started. Cat. Carlos cat's been Sorry. part of the show. <laughs> they're actually, they're literally part of the show type of thing. So we call them out. Uh, so it's not a problem. Thank you all so but, much. No, this you. is... Uh, not only is this inspirational, but wonderful, wonderful advice. And it is, and it's always nice to see uh, a group that are all working together to kind of bring everyone up, not just themselves, each other, and the communities they come from and the communities about. Beautiful, wonderful things. Thank you so much for being here and talking to us Thank today. Thank you for having Thank us. Thank you so much for having Thank us. Thank you. Thank you for the amazing opportunity. Thank you again. So Carlo, uh, that was truly an amazing and inspirational show, I think. You know, I think we've got a, a very, very positive message out there to others yeah. who may be listening. And uh, for any of you who are listening globally, because we do have an international audience, and you're curious about these uh, landmarks that <laughs> have been mentioned throughout the show, I suggest Google Earth. <laughs> you know, yeah. go look it up on that. But I think there's something universal with... Uh, what they've gone through, what they've overcome individually, uh, and what they're doing—the the, and 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 their goals in in this. There's oh, something. There's something there for everybody. Everybody could use that. Uh, a little bit of what they were what they were uh, supplying today. So, and as they have mentioned, our social their social medias. Let's mention our social media. So, if any of you have like a a fitness story or something that's kind of inspired you to become more athletic or to be just, you know, take charge of your well-being. Cause really that's what this show was about. Now that I've, now that we've listened to the interviews, it, it's totally changed. You know, it's also taking charge of your life and your well-being, which is totally fascinating. You know, if you have a, a story like that, please share it with us and, and share it on our, our social medias. Carla, what are our social medias? At VCR show. That's going to be Instagram and Twitter. Uh, or if you have an inspirational woman, or especially Latina in your life, we'd love to hear about them too. Uh, feel free to send it to the email at at the VCR show at gmail.com. That's the VCR show at gmail.com. And we look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, I'm Vada. I'm Carlo. And you've been listening to VCR. Bye bye.
Need some sweet treats for your next big event? Or maybe you just have a sweet tooth? Check out Skippity Cakes. That's Skippity Cakes. S-K-I-P-P-I-T-Y-C-A-K-E-S dot com. Check them out for all of your sweet treat needs. Things such as cakes, cupcakes, and cake pops. Also, check them out for their varieties of face masks, t-shirts, and coffee mugs. You can also contact them at 281-221-9703. That's 281-221-9703. Again, that's Skippity Cakes. Say hi to our friend Rosie for us. Need a clean space? Call A Clean Space For You and Multi-Services and ask for our friend Rachel. They can be contacted at 832-297-1704 or you can email them at acleanspaceforyou at gmail.com. You've been listening to VCR, creative content by Richard Christopher Vada and Carlo Manuel Magana. The logo created by Richard Christopher Vada with assistance from Annie Ramirez. The theme song is The Messenger by Silent Partner and can be found on YouTube Music Library. You can follow us on our social media platforms such as Twitter and Instagram at The VCR Show. You can also email us your thoughts, comments, and concerns to The VCR Show at gmail.com.